What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane J. And thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today um, as we finally get into uh, something a little light and airy today. Something a little funny, something a little kooky. <laughs> <laughs> thank goodness, too. Our last two episodes put me in a mood. I needed something lighthearted this week. I really did. Yeah. Like, don't get us wrong. The We very much enjoyed discussing the last two episodes. But I think the stress of <laughs> the week in general mixed with the bleakness of martyrs <laughs> was a bit much for our souls to, to take. Um, so we definitely had to bring it, bring it a little bit back to this time. <laughs> oh yeah. Back to oh, yeah. something like, a little the goofy. Episode, <laughs> the episode was a lot of fun to record. Don't get me wrong, but I may or may not have like sobbed and eaten ice cream like afterwards while watching <laughs> the election news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it took, it took a lot of. I feel like I just went back downstairs and just immediately fell asleep. <laughs> I just like fell onto the bed and then fell asleep. Who I don't know. Like I rose from my slumber to record, then quickly and swiftly <laughs> I returned to my bed. Then went back into my my coffin. I crossed my arms across my chest <laughs> like a like a vampire and closed my coffin. But hey, on the upside, the episode sounded great. Oh, so yeah. you know what? Totally worth I'm it. Totally super, worth it. Totally worth it. I'm very much happy with how the episode came out. But we were on a mission this week to find something that we could just go in and laugh, hopefully, not have to think mm -hmm. about too crazy and just be able to riff about. And boy, did we find her. She right. And I think this is going to be interesting for all of our listeners because I feel like <laughs> I might be jumping the gun here, but I feel like this is a movie that a lot of people have never seen. And I, <laughs> so I'm yeah. excited to to collectively be the ones to introduce so many people <laughs> to this film. I Yeah, I agree. I think that, like we said, guys, we're still on our Shudder kick. So we perused through Shudder once again for this find. And I think because this movie is on there now, maybe more people have been... Um, exposed to it but mm -hmm. seeing it on Shudder this is the first time I had ever heard of this movie and so I hope for a lot of you guys it's also maybe the first time you've ever heard of it <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's exactly what you, you're going to hear the name and you're going to be like yep that's exactly exactly what I thought that plot <laughs> would be but also not at all what i thought the plot would be um but before we get into the movie how was your how's your week been um you know outside of the recording and all the election stuff it hit a very nice peak this weekend for me <laughs> um once we got the election news and i think i've been kind of coasting <laughs> since then on a high uh, yeah just kind of <laughs> just like coasting feeling my red white and blue this weekend and uh excited to move forward in life but what about you it has been good 
it has been a blur. I don't know about you, but like time has just been irrelevant to me over the past week. It has meant nothing, and my days oh, have I don't, just I don't even know that word anymore. Been blurring <laughs> together. Who? What? Who? Who is time? Um, yeah, my days have just been blurring together in an endless sea of sunshine and darkness. Um, but the most exciting thing that happened to me this past week is I had a dream that a dream you say yes that was <laughs> and look guys I want to tell you about this dream because it was so vivid and I was shook when I awoke and I know what you're thinking most of the time when people say I want to tell you about this dream you're like, oh my God, it's okay. Because it's usually <laughs> nothing. Like it's usually means nothing. But I don't care. I'm talking about it. Um, I had... Wait, wait for, for for me and the listeners, could you uh, start this dream with your best Dr. King? I had a dream. <laughs> I know. When I said it, I was like, oh. <laughs> it's not, guys, it's not going to be as um, poignant and beautiful as... <laughs> as um dr king's dream but it did mean a lot to me because <laughs> <laughs> let me just let me just tell you okay i, okay. I had a dream that yes <laughs> that i was on a basketball court shooting hoops as one does and i was holding this like old dusty basketball and I had it in my hands and I was looking down on it and I heard footsteps approaching behind me. And I turned around and standing in front of me was Michael Jordan. And I, <laughs> and I said, Michael, I loved your work in Space Jam. And he grabbed the ball out of my hands and he started dribbling it around me. And he was like, no, you didn't. And I went, Yes, I did. I love that movie. I watched it all the time when I was a kid. I still love it. You were amazing in that movie. And he was like, yeah, we'll prove it. Prove that you love that movie. Tell me what your, <laughs> <laughs> tell me what your favorite line is from that film. And I said, I love the line when Daffy Duck says, they're not monsters. They're monsters. And he said, okay. And then he threw me the ball and we played a one-on-one -on -one game together. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and I felt so seen in that moment because <laughs> I, I think of that line, they're not monsters, they're monsters, at least twice a week. Why? That's irrelevant. But the fact of the matter is I've been waiting to pull that line out and like use it and feel fulfilled. <laughs> and I couldn't believe that I got to say it in front of Michael Jordan. And I couldn't believe that he was playing basketball with me. And I woke up and I was so happy. I was like, <laughs> I cannot wait to tell everybody on the podcast that I met, not only did I meet Michael Jordan, but I played basketball with him. And I got to tell him that I was a fan of his movie. And then a minute later, I was like, that was a dream. And none of that actually <laughs> happened. And I was very much upset for, 
a real like i laid in bed for another half hour just thinking about the dream (laughs) (laughs) but i just had to let somebody know because i just it was so vivid i everything so was it's so so specific and so vivid it's the director's cut of space jam i didn't know that i wanted but i think the whole world needs now oh my god is the extended (laughs) director's cut with erica 1v1 michael jordan (laughs) and the funny thing about it is i'm like i should have known that shit wasn't real because why was i playing basketball why was I on basketball court and why was I playing basketball by myself? I, I absolutely love that that's the factor that <laughs> you're like, all right, clearly something's up here. Yeah. I'm playing basketball. <laughs> this, this has to be fictional. Something is horribly wrong with this picture. I'm by myself playing basketball <laughs> on a completely empty court. I, and yeah, but everything else about it just felt so real. Like I saw the dusty basketball. I heard his footsteps approaching. I said that line. I even sounded like Daffy Duck when I said it. I can't sound <laughs> like him now, but in my dream, I said it perfectly. See, part of me thought that that story was going to go like Michael was going to take the ball, put his basketball powers into the ball, yeah. and then you were going to take Michael Jordan's basketball powers and just dunk right in front of him from the free Dude, throw. Line. I know. <laughs> I know. I wish. And I think, it, I feel like I just kind of stole that scene from the part where, like, Charles Barkley, like, mm-hmm. goes and mm-hmm. visits the old maybe it's not him but one of the players goes and visits like the the kids playing basketball and he's like leaning up against the fence the court looked just like that i basically just put myself into one of those kids shoes the funny the funny thing is like when you were explaining the dream because i also love space jam like i know exactly what court you're talking like i saw the court the moment you started but also how fucking disrespectful is that of me the career that he has had to tell him to that me, I, like, love I, love, space I love your work in space jam i love your work in space jam you know the nba <laughs> championships they were great and everything but you know what really spoke to me mr jordan <laughs> is your riveting riveting performance in the classic film space jam how rude would that be for me to just completely discredit everything that he has done in the sports world and tell him that space jam was the peak of his career (laughs) (laughs) sir this is when you were at your best the best part is i feel like your rendition of michael jordan in your brain was pretty was pretty close like he seemed he seemed very real all of his responses seem like <laughs> prove michael it jordan responses. <laughs> you're not a real fan prove it i'm surprised yeah, that seems like some shit michael would jordan say. would say he'd be like yeah tell me your favorite line i'm surprised he didn't bounce the basketball off my head for saying something <laughs> so outlandish to him <laughs> oh my god that's a great that's an absolutely great dream thank like, you like that is thank you that so much. is a solid 10 out of 10 dream that dream is almost as weird as this movie (laughs) almost 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 is weird not quite um what are we talking about today roshane (laughs) (laughs) well today we have the pleasure of talking about the 1994 classic film tammy and the teenage t-rex yeah uh (laughs) 
So let's talk a little bit about this movie. And as always, homies, there will be spoilers. So buckle in and don't say that you weren't warned. Mm -hmm. So Tammy and the teenage T-Rex. Tammy, the cheerleader, and Michael, the football player, enjoy a mid-afternoon stroll through their high school lawn when they are ambushed by Tammy's ballerina-turned-bad-boy ex-boyfriend, Billy. Michael, fully over the bullshit, calls Billy out. The two then trade blows in a highly choreographed wrestling match that reaches its climax when both boys grab a handful of balls. Cut to an abandoned warehouse where Dr. Wichenstein, Yzma, and Krunk examine their giant robot dinosaur. Together with the help of their stagehand, they hatch a plan to put a human brain into their mechanical beast. Back at Tammy's place, Tammy invites Michael over to hanky her panky, but he is captured by Billy and his cronies and then dropped off in a nearby wildlife preserve where Michael has an unpleasant meet and greet with Mufasa. While in a coma in the hospital, Michael is stolen by the doctor and Helga, who then yeet his brain from his skull and stuff it into the dinosaur. Rightfully pissed about being Freaky friday into a dinosaur, Michael goes on a dino rampage, killing everyone who's wronged him in the past 72 hours before reuniting with his love, Tammy. After realizing the dino is Michael, Tammy and her best friend Byron go shopping at the local morgue for a new body for his brain. Unfortunately, before they can find the right fit for Michael, they are chased by the doctor and the local authorities. The crew gets cornered in a barn. Michael takes a big old chunk out of the doctor, and our teenage robot dinosaur is somehow taken down by a police firing squad. Our movie ends with Tammy giving Michael's brain a lap dance and a contender for one of the most awkward strip teases of all time, roll credits. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) if that ain't like an award-winning film i don't know what is <laughs> i don't know what else the academy can ask for can i say several times while like writing out a summary for this movie i like had to read it back and like actually remind myself that this really happened in the movie this is not an exaggeration i mean i like my notes if somebody just picked up my notes and like read them I think they would think I was insane and was just writing (laughs) out like (laughs) random ideas that I might have for a novel. I don't know. It's just a bunch of (laughs) stuff that it doesn't even seem like it should all be from the same movie. If (laughs) if I didn't write the words like T-Rex in most of my notes, then people would have been like this. There's no way that this is all from one film. Yeah. Like honestly, like homies, I wish you could see. like my notes for this i'm sure your notes are the same too because like the the first like two lines of notes were like actual note taking you know like Mm -hmm. all right i'm scholarly trying to learn the most that i can about this movie and like after 15 minutes in this movie my my notes went from scholarly to basically like a group text message yeah I agree. I I mean, there was a point where I got where I my notes are just like the DJ Bobby's head. Pedro? (laughs) (laughs) Just nonsense. I was like, I can't even follow. I don't have time to write out full sentences. And the thing about it is every single note I wrote, like, I know what that means because I can vividly Mm -hmm. remember having that reaction to that moment. But before we get into like the movie the movie details 
I want to talk a little bit about like the background of this movie. Yeah, um, it has a very interesting background, actually. It does. Um, well, first, because I, while I was watching it, I felt like I recognized quite a few of the actors. And so I looked online just to be sure. And a lot of them have been in fairly notable horror films. Mm -hmm. um, so I like the guy who played Weasel. I recognized him from the people under the stairs. The right. um, the guy who played Bobby, the shorter doctor, he was in Children of the Corn. The girl who played Wendy, who was like the blonde bad girl. <laughs> she, oh yeah, fucking Wendy, dude. Wendy is so annoying. But she was in Leprechaun too. That was one that I definitely recognized, especially her voice. I was like, this is this is firing off something in my brain. And then um the doctor Wackenstein, he was in friday the 13th the new blood and then last one of the police officers norville he was in they live and then the other police officer neville was in hellraiser 3. so it was like every a lot the majority of the cast in this movie are like horror movie people like before they did this movie they did some kind of horror film which i thought was kind of interesting how they all ended up in this in random this particular movie. film yeah yeah um and so yeah the movie's uh directed and written by Stuart raffle who i found out which i thought this actually it made a lot of sense once i found this out but um so apparently for the production of this movie he was approached by a guy that just happened to have the t-rex so the t-rex in the movie is like a genuine animatronic t-rex like they mm -hmm. had they had a full-grown like jurassic park-esque dinosaur but the thing is they only had two weeks with it so he had to write the script for this movie in a week and then film it in the two weeks that they had that dinosaur for so, like, realizing that this script was written in a week, I think actually gave a gave the movie some so bonus points. Sense. It makes yeah, so much sense. Because some of, the, some of the lines in this movie, like, okay, so the writing is bad in this movie, right? This is not, like, Correct. good writing, mm -hmm. but I would be lying. I would be lying to you, homies, if I didn't say this movie had some of the best one-liners I've oh my heard God. in a long fucking time. They made me, like, they took me by surprise so often that I just had to laugh out loud. Like, laughter echoing through my apartment because I was just <laughs> so unexpected and so random and weird. And I, I, like, I wrote quite a few of them down just because they stood out so very much <laughs> mm -hmm. like i think the one-liners honestly um were some of the like the one-liners that people would just say like in the middle of a crowd or like the throwaway lines were some of the best ones in my opinion mm -hmm. they were like better than the main conversations that were happening at times mm -hmm. so i was like always excited for those but did you see that this director also directed mac and me do you really i did not know that <laughs> yes mac and <laughs> me is his most notable film before this one um i was like yeah Ma it, like I why 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 did they after the <laughs> like after Mac and Me, which was in <laughs> no way a success, <laughs> what? How did they allow him to just go and do another movie? 
let alone one called Tammy and the the T-Rex. Like, sure, okay, take the money and take the money and the cameras, I guess. <laughs> if that's all what right. you want. <laughs> so let's go into this because like all the <laughs> this movie is exactly the kind of movie that it sounds like. It's got it's got some good stuff in it. Like I had fun watching this movie. I'm not oh, gonna yeah. lie. I had a blast. This was this was a fun movie. Um, let's talk about. So, what were some of your favorite parts of this particular movie? Okay. Well, first of all, can we just talk about the the very beginning that when they so Denise Richards and Paul Walker are like our mm-hmm. main couple when they put up Denise Richards like her credit the character is listed as tanny did you see that yeah i did see that and then the and then when the name of the movie comes up it's tanny and the teenage t-rex but her name is tammy like nobody Mm -hmm. calls her it's not like anybody ever slips up and calls her tanny the entire movie everybody's calling her tammy yeah and the, movie, and, the movie, <laughs> and the movie is like, if you look at it in very, like when you try and look up this movie, you either get Tammy and the T-Rex or yes. I've gotten Tammy and the teenage T-Rex. Like I've, I've gotten both of those. Yeah. But I guess also when this movie first came out, they cut out a ton of the gore to do a PG-13 rating. And so mm-hmm. this version that we get to see now was only available in Italy for a long time so i wonder if maybe they just that's what it is in the italian version and they just mm. kept it as tanny but because it's in english it's tammy it's tammy. i don't i don't freaking know but yeah. so we got tammy first of all she's a cheerleader and this whole beginning bit they have a theme song of course and she's like dancing <laughs> we're, we're watching her dance with all the other cheerleader cheerleaders i thought that she was auditioning to be on the squad because she is so off yep beat and she looks confused she looks she's like watching all the other cheerleaders she obviously forgot the dance moves and yeah. she is very much offbeat and we get to watch her dance for i'm not even joking three minutes straight (laughs) i i I thought the same thing because Mm -hmm. like it was very clear that everyone else had this routine down (laughs) and this girl was struggling (laughs) like she was yeah she she needed she needed the court the choreographer to come back out and walk her (laughs) through it one more time (laughs) because she was having a rough time but so my first the first part that (laughs) that i thought was funny was the fight between michael who is paul walker who's like tammy's new boyfriend and billy like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's when we got one of my first favorite like little throwaway lines because they're in this First, the fight starts and they're just shoving each other back and forth and they shove each other like 10 times. And then and can we talk about how the high schoolers look so ravenous at oh this fight? Oh, my God. Like, Especially the, the extras, two girls. The two, <laughs> the, yeah, the two main like bad girls are just so into this fight. Like e- e- it looked like you were watching like a gladiator pit and people were just like, fucking rip his head off. Yeah. Like, 
you yeah. know they are savage in they the don't background. Care. and they're te- they're like kill him kill him billy <laughs> like basically telling <laughs> billy to murder this kid <laughs> in front of all of these high schoolers i was like what is this celebrity death match you can't just kill some people someone on the lawn of a high school and then walk away and they're like murder him billy but so they're like in this fight and then they start flipping around each other paul walker's in like a crop top sweater and he's flipping over (laughs) what What the fuck was was he wearing like he was supposed to be coming like right out of football practice but (laughs) i think this man looks like he just got done at like a vogue shoot like i was so confused i've noticed this in a lot of 80s and like early 90s movies that when they're like a footballer or like a sports person, they always have like a crop top sweatshirt that I guess is meant to be worn underneath their uniform. But Hmm. I've noticed that in a couple of like 80s-ish movies, and this has a very 80s feel to it. It's the early 90s, but for the longest time, I thought it was meant to be the 80s. Um, yeah funny enough i actually like until i looked up when this movie was made when it first and okay before they got to the special effects um (laughs) like when i first because this is on shutter right like i actually thought that this was a more recent movie that they were making to look like the 90s you know what i mean like they were trying to play pay like homage to it and then halfway through the movie you realize oh wait no never mind this is very clearly a 90s movie yeah oh 110 percent. but yeah so they're in this they're in this fight and all the kids are watching they literally have some of the cheerleaders have their pom-poms and they're like put like clapping their pom-poms together and watching the fight <laughs> like it's just like it's a football game and so they have their token friend their two for one special friend byron who is both <clears> gay <throat> and black who would have thunk it? I wrote in my notes <laughs> as soon as they introduced Byron. I wrote, "I'm black and gay." In case you were wondering, because <laughs> yeah. they throw it in your face as hard as humanly possible to be mm-hmm. like, "Hey guys, you see this in our movie?" Yeah, <laughs> which I have more to say about that later on. But like, yeah. we'll, we'll we'll talk about Byron. But basically, Byron walks up in the middle of this fight, and right after he walks up, Billy grabs Michael's balls and is mm-hmm. like, and like pulls on him and won't let go. <laughs> and Byron goes, <gasps> "The ball twist!" <laughs> like out <laughs> out in the crowd, and I was dying that's one of the best lines that he has in the movie it's so twist (laughs) the way that he says it is so funny but he's like the ball twist and so he's like twisting his balls and then and then michael also grabs billy's balls and this goes on for way too long that they're both just holding each other's balls and pulling as hard as they can (laughs) which led to one of my favorite lines just a couple moments later when they finally get this fight broken up by the police who apparently billy's got like a restraining order when it comes to the school or something like school has a restraining order on billy so like he's not even supposed to be there but like they walk up and these guys are just locked their hands just cupped on each other's balls and one of the, one of the officers is like i'm fucking done dude these two cops i'm just it's just 
They reminded me of have you ever you watched um uh Brooklyn Nine Nine? Um, yes, not very many episodes, but I have seen like a couple before. They they just remind me of like Sully and the other dude, like the little pairing. Oh my god. It was <laughs> Yeah, they're just so goofy and it also kind of reminds me in like Halloween five, they have the the two cops in there that they kind of put this like comical clown music behind and they like always they're like these almost Abbott and Costello type cops that are mm-hmm. just not so inept at their jobs and are pretty much just there to like be funny. That's what these guys remind me of because they're horrible at their jobs. They all they say are like you know jokes every line of dialogue they have is just a joke (laughs) but in in their defense too it seems like everybody in this town is terrible at their job like there doesn't seem to be a single good at their job person in this entire movie everybody's awful um particularly the hospital staff are all clocked out at the same time and <laughs> like you can do anything at this hospital apparently okay, uh, can we can we can we just talk about that so like yeah. I, it's skipping ahead a little bit so when michael is going to to visit tammy right which god it, it, it it's so reminiscent to see teenagers climbing two-story buildings just to get <laughs> laid again like <laughs> weren't those the fucking days but like he, he climbs into the window and then, like, is magically caught by, like, the two bad girls. They see him and then they think, <laughs> you know what? You know what we should do? Let's fucking call Billy. And so Billy and his entire army of fucking lemmings, like, arrive at Tammy's doorstep. Tammy's parents are on the first floor. Tammy's dad opens the door and the whole group of them just march into the house and he does nothing. They are rolling deep. There is at least eight of them and he allows every single one of them (laughs) to storm into his home and go up to where his where he believes his teenage daughter is alone because he doesn't know Michael's up there. He thinks his teenage daughter is alone. Billy is obviously like aggressive and probably in some forms abusive. And he allows all of these men and these two girls to go up into her room and just and he's like whoa he just stands there and watches it happen <laughs> especially after tammy made like such a big deal about michael being caught by her parents she's like don't get caught like don't let them see you like make sure that nobody sees you i don't think he would have done shit tammy <laughs> he just let the whole yeah. fucking neighborhood into your house like he does not give a fuck her parents are so <laughs> it's like they care about their daughter just enough to be parents but like mm-hmm. not enough to actually keep her safe because in every time she's in danger they do the bare minimum of like helping the absolute her out bare minimum <laughs> where so like they chase like they get in there and then Michael tries, he goes out the window and tries to run off. And then they like all run downstairs to go chase after him. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, we get another beautiful fucking <laughs> yes. one liner um, that just like I laughed out loud with it because the mom is on the phone with the police and she's like trying to tell them what happened. He's like, there's people in our house and I think it's a gang. It's a gang gang. No, like a gang gang. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> they so did not funny. do that shit in 1994. It's I was so right. funny. It's and it's it's just another one of those throwaways because like all the main focus is the the whole gang is running back down the stairs to go chase Michael, and she's just on the like desperately on the phone with the police, kind of like in the foreground. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> freaking out <laughs> and, uh, and that shit fucking tickled me it's so like so their whole crew is like all chasing after michael and and so michael's bright idea is to run his car is, is right, right there next to him he runs past his car and continues <laughs> running in the middle of the street and allows all 17 members of the gang to get into three <laughs> separate cars. They each jump into a car, have time to buckle up and then chase after Michael. <laughs> and all of that time. And he's like, I'm going to I'm going to run. It's my only choice. And I was like, OK, but if you're going to do that, then bob and weave through some houses. But he just like runs in a straight line down the road. <laughs> mm hmm. Like he at no point thinks to himself, like, maybe I'll take the sidewalk or perhaps I will chance my survival on this hedge of bushes that I see before yeah. me. Like he's like, I'm going to stay right in the middle of the street yeah. as six cars try Drive and run behind me, me over. I'm going to stay in the middle of the street. I'm also going to run away from all of the street lights and all of the houses so that I'm in darkness and I'm isolated. But then I'll have my chance to sneak around and make an attack. Like he like thinks that he'll be able to like be hidden. But nah, they get him and then they take him to a wildlife preserve where he proceeds to get eaten by a lion. That <laughs> 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 whole sequence is so ridiculous. He's man. like he has the worst. He gets they they put him in the trunk so when they let him out he doesn't know where he is and they like drive away from him but i love how he's he like turns around and there's a lion and he runs and he climbs up a tree and there's a panther and he drops <laughs> back down and runs and then he runs back into a lion and just jumps right on top of him it's just like a series of unfortunate events everywhere he turns there's a giant cat and then suddenly the warden the like game warden drives up and just shoots his rifle like five times and kills the lion i guess he's like whoop i've seen this before yeah. he's right. like not this again yeah <laughs> like simba you done mauled your last kid this immediately time kills the lion yep and then we get to the hospital oh uh, we well we so we did skip over the great introduction of the doctor and his oh, uh, yeah his crew of lackeys which who are these people i think is my first and most important question who the fuck are these people yeah. and why do they just have a giant t-rex yeah. like i would I would actually take the spinoff movie that led us up to the point where we get introduced to the main villains and find out how in the world they acquired a giant robotic T-Rex. Yeah. Well, and the thing about it is when I first saw, when I like read the synopsis for this movie, I assumed it would be a real dinosaur because despite the fact that it isn't animatronic, they definitely could have played it off as a real dinosaur 
and mm-hmm. not an animatronic but i love how they just completely leaned into nope this is an animatronic dinosaur and we want to put a brain inside of the animatronic <laughs> because like the the doctors it's for science because they want to put brains into robots and see if people can like continue to live through a robot and i'm like oh no yeah definitely test it with a dinosaur brain yeah though. that's that's a that's a great first step is like all right we're yeah. gonna try our first human transplant why not into a you know 20 foot tall metal dinosaur like why yeah not? that can't talk because i also think this was gonna be like a we're back situation where yeah they're dinosaurs but they can talk uh-huh. <laughs> but no when his brain is like in we're the gonna t-rex, get some little shop of horrors action yeah <laughs> but no when his brain is in the t-rex he can only roar like a dinosaur he can't talk at all and so that was the part where i was like oh he's like legitimately just a robot dinosaur (laughs) who can eat people like a real dinosaur kind of Mm -hmm. and i'll and can also get shot and die like a real thing (laughs) that part made no that made no sense (laughs) i'm still not over that (laughs) made no sense (laughs) <laughs> all right sorry we're going on a ten- it's hard to stay focused on this yeah. movie because it just goes in so many directions yeah. so we got this group so there's a doctor his like for some reason everything is sex assistant doctor where like she spends maybe one percent of this movie not being sexual yeah and she always has to have like fingers in her something in her mouth she was putting like tasting things and putting her fingers in her mouth yeah, like, like every keep your mouth scene. to yourself. Like, or, yeah, or kissing something. I'm like, all righty. <laughs> and then we have the little like Igor looking dude who's like jealous because they don't want to just use his computer to program the robot. They're like, mm-hmm. how dare you want to use a human brain? Not it's not the fact that they're trying to like steal someone's actual brain and put <laughs> yeah. it in there. It's the fact that they don't want to use his computer that upsets right. him. He could care less about if they murder people and t- take their brains. That mm-hmm. part's that's fine, but the disrespect to the technology uh-uh. unforgivable that's not unforgivable. gonna fly yeah and who is this muscle dude that just is casually yeah. with them the terminator yeah <laughs> and am i tripping or did he have an accent at the beginning and then didn't have an accent okay all on? right i'm glad you brought that up i'm glad you brought that up because i feel like he i think he didn't but because of how they present him, you just assume that he has yeah, one. You should, because it almost felt like he was meant to be like an Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of guy. So yeah, yeah, maybe I just already put my preconceived notions of him having an accent. So then when he opened his mouth, I just automatically applied an accent. Because for a while, he's only saying like wor- one word at a time. Yeah. And then later on, he talks a little bit more. And I was like, oh, you're just like a guy. You just sound like a regular guy. Yeah, like street. I was, I was very taken aback when he started using full sentences. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, you're not European at all." Yeah. I feel lied to. What the? F- who's this American <laughs> dickhead walking around? <laughs> but he, I like, he dresses, be... he dresses strictly in a leotard the entire mm-hmm. movie. For yeah, whatever he's got reason. like that deep cut, like tank top, <laughs> so it shows like all of his pecs. But it like stops at his belly button because that's a too little much, bit too much. Too, 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 too,
it's just a strap of a strap of fabric and that's yeah that's all he wears while he's alive right. in his, in his brief, in his <laughs> brief <laughs> moment. until he gets flattened like a pancake and rolled up <laughs> rolled up like a like a spool of fabric this man gets deflated and then put in a corner like a goddamn yoga mat i was so shocked. oh my god the way that she pulled him he, she like dragged his feet like he was like he was a rug that was like a little bit too heavy for her and she was rearranging her room i was like wow so, <laughs> so this fucking this group of people somehow managed to just straight waltz into the hospital where michael is mm -hmm. In a coma, but somehow completely otherwise unscathed Fine. from this lion he attack. He looks great. He looks like maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline <laughs> perfect. His He has no scratches on his face. He's like a little bit pale, but he looks great. Like he didn't just get eaten alive by a yeah, lion. I, I assumed you know, less than 12 hours the ago. The coma shit caught me off guard because I assumed he was dead <laughs> from the preserve because the way they shot that shit, right. he was being tossed around like a dog tosses around his chew toy. Yeah. Yeah, and it was like biting. I guess because the lion at some points looked like it was biting his head. Is that why he would be in a coma? I've never yeah. associated an animal attack with possibly being in a coma, but maybe I'm off base. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but it seems something's not adding up for me medically uh, with so that situation. This fucking, so the doctor and Helga just walk into the room. So okay so tammy and byron are there like checking up on him he's in a coma right these two walk in first mm -hmm. off the doctor walks in smoking a fucking cigarette like throughout the entire building yeah. nobody says a word to him he even hands the cigarette off to a different doctor who doesn't check his credentials or anything at all but just lets him into the room where they have somebody in urgent care mm -hmm. he goes in there and then proceeds to just look at the body and then he's like oh he's dead and they just <laughs> yeah. they just accept it they're like no michael no <laughs> yeah and then tammy tammy and byron both faint and, like, <laughs> and they just so then the doctors just step over their body and then like wheel <laughs> michael out on a gurney and but take him completely out of the hospital they wheel him all the way out to their car at this point in time, Michael wakes up out of his coma and is like, Tammy? And so their solution to that is they just keep punching him to knock him out because <laughs> they need him to be unconscious for their procedure. And I was, <laughs> I guess the thing about it that was it's confusing to me was, well, I guess they need him to be alive because they need his brain, yeah. right, to still be they working. They need a functioning brain. Yeah, they need a functioning brain. But, I mean, if, if, he, if that was the only patient in this hospital that still had a functioning <laughs> brain, and I guess they went for him because he was in a coma, but he is no longer in a coma now. He is completely mm -hmm. awake <laughs> and like 
keeps waking up every five minutes. She ha- keeps having to punch him and knock him out. I'm like, you guys can't find any anybody else. And they like are talking about their plan in the hospital room, still in front of, although Byron and Tammy are passed out and unconscious, they like hang out in the hospital room for a minute and are like, I'll pull the car around. Okay, I'll be waiting for you. Blah, 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 blah. Like, and, <laughs> in the not hospital only room. that, Michael's guardian, his uncle, is in the room. Like, granted, he's drunk yeah. as fuck, but he's literally sitting in the chair. He's awake as they're wheeling Michael off. Yeah. And he just, he does like a one-liner, drinks more, and then just sits there. Yeah. Like, he doesn't do shit. He does nothing. Not- He's just sloshed the whole movie. He has no idea what's going on. But so I love... So they take him back to the their place where they have the dinosaur and they do the... <laughs> they cut his head open because they need to get his brain out. I love how they take his head off like it's a <laughs> lid on a jar. They just completely pop, like, pop it off and I'm set it to the it side. I'm surprised it didn't make the little suction noise. Yeah, like, like yeah, I know. Because <laughs> they, like, pop that sucker off, and then they set it on the table like it's a bowl because they set it on the top of the head, and so, like, the inside of it is just completely hollow. It looks like a bo- like they could eat salsa and chips out of it, and then they just set it there. And I love my favorite thing about, like, these head, you know, the models that they made these like fake head models is the <laughs> hair is completely different to what right because it as the soon as they t- yes head. as soon as they take it off paul walker's hair is straight as soon as they take it off it's like curly blonde hair and then <laughs> the the um assistant who like loves technology when he gets killed because he gets his head chomped off his hair is br- like kind of a dark brown when it's when it's just him and then the like fake head is black and it's like really thick and like tufts <laughs> out everywhere it's just so obviously like a completely different it could be a totally different person and they would i would be i would be like yeah that that make that checks out that's that's somebody else <laughs> the the special effects in this movie though both hurt me and just like heal me at the same Mm -hmm. time yeah. because (laughs) they're so bad like they're so bad but like the movie itself is so wacky and the kill count is just so high that at some point I feel like you just become accustomed (laughs) to the level of special effects and it's it's almost like Stockholm Syndrome like you just learn to enjoy the ride of yeah. watching this giant robot dinosaur just eat people's heads well, off of their bodies some of them some of it some of it looks pretty good and I like mm-hmm. how like violent and gory it is it's kind of like it's kind of nuts sometimes but then there are other moments it specifically i think the ones that look the ones that look the best for me are when people's heads are just getting like when they bite people's heads off i also like when he mm-hmm. when he just steps on people i think those ones are kind of <laughs> nice but the ones that look the worst They're are when ketchup. yeah it it does look really bad it looks like just food coloring in water because it's so thin <laughs> the blood but the worst ones are when he bites like into somebody's stomach and their uh-huh. like intestines come out. Those ones are 
So, <laughs> Those ones are the I worst. Was gonna, I was gonna say, is is your favorite kill not when he just like scrapes the dude taking a piss in front of him yeah. and like just lightly grazes his chest and then he looks down and he's just holding all of his intestines, yeah. which he which he then drops to the ground to reveal his completely still clothed yeah. chest as he falls to the ground. I do love that one. I just think it's so funny how, yeah, all of his insides are immediately outside like from when they cut when they cut like from him being scratched and then it cuts back to the dinosaur and then it cuts back to him and it pans down and yeah it's like everything is immediately in his hands he's just like holding himself together somehow from this like tiny tiny scratch from the t-rex i will give them i'll give him credit though i'll actually give him credit because i think he used <laughs> The things they were doing with the T-Rex hands to me were were brilliant. Oh my God, like their yeah. use their usage of T-Rex hands because it looked like they would like cut to somebody's like hand in like a T-Rex glove so that the T-Rex could actually like do stuff with his hands. And like at some point they literally they have the audacity to have this metal animatronic T-Rex dial a fucking payphone yes. to call Tammy. Yes. I'm like, you did not. You did not. Yeah, after he turns, he tries to call Tammy on a on a payphone <laughs> and it closes up on him like specifically dialing all the numbers. And then when he picks the phone up and it's like all the way down by his mouth, and he's, like, <laughs> he's like roaring into the phone. Okay, but I'm glad you brought this part out because then they cut to a shot of Tammy's room. Mm -hmm. And the note I wrote is because it pans over her bed and I was like, is that a mammy doll sitting <laughs> on her bed? Did you see that? Is it? Was there really? No, I am dead I ass serious. That. There is. She has like a regular teddy bear and then mm -hmm. sitting right next to her teddy bear is a mammy doll. No fucking I, way promise you oh my god like i want to i want to see it i want to I see and that's my thing is like this movie although fun i feel like it's like kind of problematic as fuck yeah but like, a lot of the stuff with byron specifically is yeah <laughs> so, so like all right since we said we talk about it let's talk about byron so Byron is the token of this of this particular horror flick. Um, I I was able to let a couple things go because this is 1994, so we're still we're still evolving in terms of like you know representation, like casting and getting more people of color like on the screen, right? And like there are there are a couple black people in this film. I give him mm -hmm, that. Yeah. He's not the only one. There are a couple. Yeah. But there are also a couple things that I don't know if I can let slide. Like, for instance, the fact that um, the other main black character in this movie is the, like, police chief or whatever, like the sheriff or whatnot. And because he's also black, of course, he just happens to be Byron's dad. Because... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only two black people in this entire town, of course, they're going to be fucking related, right? Mm -hmm. And then, like, I, I just felt like, I, I don't know if it was the writing, the direction, or whatnot, but they were just trying so hard with Byron, like, to fill these, the, these roles for the movie, right? Yeah. And 
the saving grace is that I Theo's performance as Byron, I loved it. And like that's what makes it hard for me because like I wanna I wanna wave my finger at this movie because it's clearly using tropes that are tired and old and we hopefully aren't using anymore today, right? Mm -hmm. But like every time Byron's on screen, he just makes me smile and I love him so much in the film. Yeah. That I'm just like I hate that he had to fill these stereotypes, but at the same time, he does such a good job with his performance that I'm like... Byron was one of those characters where I I really enjoyed his... I liked his character. He probably had some of the funniest moments for me, but his downfall for me is when he didn't have any lines... It was a like he was so over the top sometimes when he was just like waiting to say something or had to just react to something. Those mm-hmm. were probably my least favorite. When he has lines, I think he did a great job. But when he is like just reacting to things, sometimes it was so over the top that it wasn't funny to me. But mm-hmm. I doubt that that is any issue of the actor i mean they knew exactly what kind of movie they were making it had to be over the top and so uh, shoot if everybody was acting that way i would be hamming it up too because everybody knows exactly what kind of movie this is everybody is just fucking like (laughs) doing the the most like uh like byron's definitely very caricature but like within the within the universe of this film i like i wasn't too thrown off by that character kind of acting in that way yeah um, i will say i did totally just kind of like scroll through for a second because i do have like the movie up in a browser oh my god there's a fucking mammy doll uh, on yeah. her fucking bed just like chilling. straight up just chilling there chilling there she said, oh, you, you, thank you for putting me in the movie, but what the fuck am I doing here? Because I was like, uh, why is she there? I have this mammy doll was not there before. We've been in we we see Tammy's bedroom multiple times. This is the only time that we see that. And in, and it's in the slow pan over her bed to like her headshot to Denise Richards actual <laughs> headshot. <laughs> and like, yeah, for some reason, she's just hanging out. On yeah, bed. nah, you go, move. You're gonna have to hold the L for that one because that is straight up. Just why is that there? It's so random, and I'm sorry, even for 1994. What the fuck? Um, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I think it is though. I think that a lot of times in this movie they hold the camera on people like a little too long so you're Mm -hmm. watching them react and react and react and react and then finally they cut because i felt the same way about the doctor and his little sex assistant like sometimes it (laughs) was his sex assistant assistant. sometimes it would be on them for too long in my opinion and so Mm. like the joke had already ended but for some reason we were still on them and mm-hmm. yeah, I wish that they had maybe just cut to different people a little bit more. Um, oh, but can we talk about the fact that uh, Tammy and Michael as the T-Rex have sex? Is, is that implied? Is it actually implied that they totally have sex? Because yes. like, I know they make a joke about it, but like, I wasn't sure if like, wait, did she really fuck the T-Rex? I feel like he wouldn't have said that <laughs> if it wasn't true. I... <laughs> I so we never see that they have sex but basically once Michael 
is able to get to Tammy and he like has to basically do charades to and this is <laughs> which was a great that was a great scene <laughs> because to me. in the very beginning of the movie Michael gives Tammy a flower and she gives it back to him because she like Billy is still convinced that like Tammy's his girl and she's like I can't accept this so she gives it back to Michael and Michael takes a bite out of the flower which is like hilarious to Tammy and at the time I was like what the why did he do that that was so weird but it mm-hmm. all and so then when it came back in this scene because t-rex michael does the same thing to a fl- the same exact flower he like presents that his, he just happens that to he have. pulls out of <laughs> his t-rex pockets i don't know he just has a flower all of a sudden and he like shows it to tammy and then takes a bite out of it and that's like to show her that it's he has to do a bunch of shit but basically she finally realizes that it's michael And so we cut from that (laughs) back to her house. And the doctor has been stalking her because he was like, I know that Michael's going to go and like find Tammy. And Mm -hmm. so he sees her and he's like, see, I told you that she went to see him. And then the lady's like, how do you know? And he was like, I can tell by the way she's walking. And I was like, bruh, (laughs) are you telling me? First of all, this animatronic T-Rex has a penis. Is that what you just said to me? Or did she get fingered by his little T-Rex claws? (laughs) (laughs) All all I know is this doctor seems like he's very much a stickler for the details. So I wouldn't be surprised if we looked between (laughs) the feet of this little animatronic T-Rex and he may or may not have a little friend down there. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) it's a possibility. Cause they should like- The thing is like, how wacky this movie is, is like, I can fucking believe it though. I believe it. I 100% believe it. And we also, (laughs) I also love later on when they're sleeping in the barn and they're like Mm -hmm. spooning and he has his little T-Rex claw on her hip (laughs) and he's like holding her hip as they're asleep. Oh my God. I was like, (laughs) it's just so ridiculous, but so funny at the same time. Yeah. I love everything he does with his hands. And then, um, I think she did too. You know yeah, I mean? no Ew. kidding. She kept going. She could not stay away. She was, <laughs> she was hooked. Um, okay, so this party scene mm-hmm. is also fantastic. But mm-hmm. did you notice? I think that they made like an acting mistake and then kept it in the movie um, because there's so the two police officers are named mm-hmm. Norville and Neville. And there's a part where one of the police officers walks back up to the sheriff and the, sh- the sheriff is like, oh, go do this, 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 and this, uh, Norville for me. And then we're going to figure out what happened here. Mm-hmm. And super quick, right after that line finished, the police officer goes, I'm Neville. Sheriff, we've got like, corrects him and says i'm neville and then like really quickly goes into his next line i feel like that was a mistake i think that i believe it but i didn't catch that one (laughs) i which because i was like that was i rewound it because he says it so fast that i thought because i always have like the captions on when i watch movies Mm because i just can't hear ever anything so 
I it happened so fast that I thought that my captions had like messed up and added that in for some reason. But no, I went back and he's like, I'm Neville. Sheriff, we've got like a completely like goes into the next <laughs> thing. And I think it's because the sheriff like confused their name <laughs> and he knew he had to fix that because otherwise like it would get they confusing. Yeah. yeah, for the audience. I mean, and that's the thing too, is like that and and that you can once you know you can kind of feel it throughout the entire movie that they shot this movie in a very limited amount of time. Like they, oh, had, yeah. they, they, they had a tight schedule when it comes to this movie. So I'm sure there weren't a lot of time for reshoots. You, we, you could tell that they used up every penny of their special effects budget. Yeah. So like, I'm sure that they were very keen on getting everything done and moving on. So I wouldn't be surprised if, there are a couple flubs throughout the course mm-hmm. of the movie. Yeah. Um, I may have been just too distracted by the wackiness of it to even oh, like, notice mean, it. Yeah. Cause that whole scene is just peak. Like what the fuck? The whole party yeah. scene is just <laughs> like pure dinosaur chaos. And I love it. <laughs> the, one of my favorite parts about that too, is just like how it starts where like, he's literally just like in the bushes, just a couple <laughs> feet away from the party with like 50 people all dancing outside and not a single person sees the 20 foot tall dinosaur mm-hmm. just hiding in the trees like right next to the yeah. party i was like all right guys yeah sure. nobody ever sees him though because he also basically attends his own funeral and is just standing yeah. um a couple feet like behind some trees and he's like making really loud noises while he's standing there because he's crying (laughs) and nobody notices that he's there i was like okay i guess everybody just needs glasses in this town but refuses to get any because nobody because if i didn't have my glasses on i probably would have thought he was a tree but (laughs) he's definitely basically at his funeral um okay and so i just want to I, I gotta I gotta talk about this in this fucking ending, right? Um, <laughs> like not not even the striptease part, but just like the climax of this. So they they get them cornered in the barn. Um they got like the state troopers there, the doctors there. He's trying to like he's try he's trying to say that he's gonna tranquilize the dinosaur because it's his. And I remember writing in my notes, what did I put? I put um so he taught so the police officer like what are you gonna do like what are you doing here and he's like i'm here to tranquilize it and then byron very quickly proceeds to be like um if it's a machine how is a tranquilizer gonna work on it which everybody responds to right right and i wrote in my notes i'm like we're really out here calling out logic at this point in the movie (laughs) like this this was the moment where we're all like hold on wait a second yeah. that doesn't quite make any it's sense like, does it matter byron like puts his thinking cap on for the last five minutes of the movie and is all of a sudden trying to be like well according to science since he's made of metal <laughs> like what is that gonna do and everyone's like huh you're you're 
you're you got some you might have a future here kid in the police business <laughs> like <laughs> like you make you make a great point and then the doctor proceeds to not give any sort of a good reason no. afterwards and they still let him yeah. go in there to attempt to tranquilize it yeah and so he fucking fails he gets eaten which thank god like i'm glad he finally i think we all knew he was gonna die but like i was kind of waiting for yeah. it I was like this man's gotta go been waiting a while um, but then like so they're gonna like arrest tammy and byron and so michael gets mad he like comes out like roaring and then they all just start shooting at him and like they just it's just like a full 60 seconds of them just firing shotguns and yeah. handguns and all these stuff such all a of long which shot. look like all of which look like they're all missing like these guys are shooting like straight stormtroopers here like i don't think i see a single bullet actually hit the dinosaur yeah and then there's like a quick moment of silence and Michael just tips over and is dead yeah. apparently. And I'm like, excuse me? Yeah, and then and then Tammy runs up and is like distraught and sobbing over his body. And she was like, how can I live without you, Michael? And it cuts to everyone standing behind her and they're all crying. Even the police officers that just killed him <laughs> are sobbing. Like, oh my now they what? feel bad now they're like oh my god what have we done but yeah the sheriff and the two police officers are like bawling their eyes out behind her as she's like <laughs> she has her arms like thrown across the, his head and she's like crying like into his mouth basically <laughs> like it really feels like that scene was like look guys we got two days left of shooting yeah. i don't know how to end we this, gotta end this uh, somehow. Mm -hmm. just just shoot him we'll We'll figure it out in post. Yeah. <laughs> we're losing we're losing a dinosaur in a day. Like we just got we gotta get a cut in. Mm -hmm. Um it made no fucking sense. No. Like it, it made actually negative sense. Like I <laughs> Yeah. They had to do something. And so then so then we cut and it's like Tammy is driving to her house and she's like bebopping in. She's all like, Hey mom and dad, like super pumped. And she goes into her house and her parents are like that's no way to live how he or something about like how he's up there in like a bad state and she goes upstairs and she has michael's brain and a bowl of basically kool-aid is what it looks like <laughs> it's like a punch bowl filled with some green liquid and there's a bunch mm. of wires sticking out of his brain and she's connected him to a video a camera and the Question video camera, mark? I think. Yeah. 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 He's like, I guess he's connected to both of them, but they just use the video camera so that he can see her. And mm -hmm. yeah, this and she's like, oh, they we got some bodies. Some skiers died. So we're going to go check them out <laughs> and see if we can get you a body. And he's like, dope. And then, yeah, she does this very long strip tease for him. And he when he comes it just is like a bunch of electricity sparks in the bowl and he's like oh <laughs> i gotta like, get a body shouldn't he, <laughs> like shouldn't he be dead <laughs> yeah by the electricity sparking i mean i thought i thought that's how the movie was gonna end i thought that she was gonna strip tease him to actual death like he was just gonna blow his last fuse and then that was gonna be the end yeah. of the movie no i guess it seems like she does that for him every single day she pours him alcohol and onto his brain onto his brain she gives him alcohol and then she strip teases for him 
to completion and then who knows what they do they just hang out i guess <laughs> up in her room and i that and that also makes me feel like they for sure were boning when he was a dinosaur yeah. if she's willing to do this while he's in brain form you know i i, I believe it now too i'm a believer because she did not care that he was a dinosaur she was rubbing all up on him kissing him telling him homies we think tammy fucked a dinosaur get you a ride or die like tammy because she did not (laughs) care what form he was in because she even when they went to the morgue she was like try all the bodies (laughs) yeah we didn't even talk about that that they were straight up willing to steal people's dead bodies to just put his brain yeah and they like basically do a little like tinder type situation where he basically has to like swipe right or left on the body but he doesn't like any of the bodies i'm like can you really afford to be that picky right now you are inside of an animatronic dinosaur and you're upset because that dead body was a little bit too short huh what and then (laughs) they like picked up a um a black guy and byron was like what about this guy like get a little rhythm a little flavor a little motown i was like byron you know he's still gonna be michael right just because he's in a black man's body doesn't mean he's suddenly gonna have rhythm i I was just like what do you mean i'm under the belief that theo's just like this is a paycheck i'm gonna read these lines that they gave me yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah. i did it for a check what did she say yes i did that and you would do it too for a check i was an employee and i was gonna get employee of the month and that's a period and you would have done it too for a check (laughs) but um yeah they he doesn't end up getting anybody's body quite yet but i mean i guess in the grand scheme of things having your brain inside of i don't know what would what would you prefer having your brain inside of an animatronic dinosaur or having it inside of the computer slash video camera i think i would have been team dinosaur because i feel like at least then you're mobile you know you can like move right. around and like i mean you're all powerful like he's very he very clearly uh bested all of his enemies once he became a dinosaur so it's just like i feel like you kind of get that godzilla syndrome of suddenly you can just do whatever whatever you want mm-hmm. like granted if i could have picked another body i would not have been like michael where i would have it was like a semi-decent body yes put me in that thing yeah but between the computer and the dinosaur i definitely picked dinosaur i get uh, yeah i mean I, what about you I guess, what, what, what would you do I, what would you do okay because i do think it would probably suck just kind of being in the room all of the time and like just kind of you know and just chilling until somebody comes in and i can talk to them but i feel like the pro- the plus of being in the computer is that i can talk to people mm-hmm. so that's it's the true. only thing that sucks about the dinosaur is he couldn't communicate and like tammy was cool so she didn't really care she was just kind of like uh-huh. she just, just kind of had to figure out what he was trying to say to her <laughs> but yeah it's like you can't talk to anybody and also you can't really roam around too much because you're a dinosaur and so you can't just be out in the streets so you're kind you have to kind of stay in one area anyway you kind of have would have to be by yourself anyway that's true so i guess i I I would rather be the computer and just kind of just chill in somebody's room and just hang out with them 
when they get there, maybe they can invite my friends over and we can all hang out. Right. Basically do what we're doing now. It's like a Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe not in 1994, I would have picked the computer out, but 2020, I'd be like, fuck it. Bro, I spend 90% of my day on the internet anyway. Like, this ain't no, right. this ain't no different. Yeah. It's like, okay, cool. Thing now, I don't get hungry. That's the only difference now. Yeah. And you're going to feed me alcohol and like, great. I guess that does something to me. I mean, he when she poured it, he was like, oh, yeah. So I guess it must have done stuff. something to his brain. But yeah, I think... You know, if I'm just going to have to sit there and kind of wait until they can get me a body, I would probably rather just hang out in the computer mm-hmm. and just be chilling. I feel like the dinosaur thing would be fairly stressful. Yeah, it might get old pretty quick. Yeah. And like, what if you accidentally kill someone? Like, you don't see someone and you're just walking and you walk over somebody like he did at the like he did at the party. Like, I can't tell if he meant to kill those people or if he uh-huh. was just kind of like on his way to help Byron and those people just kind of <laughs> got in the way and he just stepped and crushed them because <laughs> I didn't know like those gum on his shoe. <laughs> yeah, because those people were just random party goers. I don't think he actually meant to kill them. I think they were just kind of wrong. Oh, and then the people underneath the car. I think he did oh, mean yeah. to kill them. Yeah, he wanted, he yeah. wanted to kill them. Which I was like, who are they? <laughs> what? How, <laughs> how have they wronged you? But okay. <laughs> All right. What are we? What are we rating this movie? Oh my god. We can rate out. We can rate it out of so many things. Um, <laughs> We could rate it. Oh, wait. We also have to mention that the pizza guy is Pedro. Yes, from Napoleon Dynamite. Yes, <laughs> yes, I wrote that down. I was like, holy shit, Pedro's in this movie. <laughs> yeah, it's so random. Pedro, yeah, Pedro, the guy who plays Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite is a pizza delivery guy in this movie who just kind of walks in and gets spooked by the dinosaur and runs away screaming. Oh my God, freaking Pedro. <laughs> I was so happy when I saw him. <laughs> it was so random, but I was so, like, I was just so surprised to see him in this. And I was doubting. I was like, is that Pedro? But yeah. Um, But let's see. We could rate it out of brains. We could rate it out of dinosaurs, out of dead bodies. (laughs) Um, What else? What else is there? Out of wild cats. (laughs) 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 What else was in this movie? (laughs) Human doormats. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, we could rate it out of heads because there's a lot of heads in this movie. This is true. Let let let's rate it out of severed heads. Why not? Severed heads. Okay. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. I am going to give this a. I'm gonna give it a three point. I'm gonna go a three point seven. Three point seven. Okay. It was just so fun. Like. I it was a breeze to get through. It's a short. It's mm-hmm. really short. It exceed like it was exactly what I thought it was going to be, but also nothing at all what I thought it was going to be, and I love that for this movie. I love that. It was so <laughs> random and I never knew what was going to happen, but then at the same time, like it's a movie about 
a killer dinosaur dating a teenage girl. Like, I kind of know what's going to happen. <laughs> there, right. Like I said, there are parts in this movie. And I'm just such a sucker for, like, those so bad they're good movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is just a great example of it. I like found a lot of it very funny. Like I said, there are times where I wish they would have just kind of cut shots out that weren't really necessary or like reeled in a couple moments that Mm -hmm. just were a little bit too too like they were just playing into it too much i think the moments of it that were the funniest to me were the parts that almost felt sincere like those like i said those like little lines that they threw in where where you're like okay that almost could have been like a serious moment if this movie wasn't so ridiculous yeah like another moment that i'm thinking of is when they're at the party and billy runs over and he's like everybody we gotta get out of here and that one girl's like billy's just kidding around and he gets his head after he got his head <laughs> ripped off by the dinosaur and she's like billy's just kidding around yeah like <laughs> i have to, i gotta say that that was the fucking editor there that just didn't understand the sequence of scenes because his head gets chomped off and like off his, of his body, body his body is like squirting blood and she's billy's just kidding around i i couldn't <laughs> believe i mean just stuff like that like it's just too it's just too funny it's too good on like a so bad it's good rating i think that a 3.7 is like a good a good one a good rating for it okay i, I, th- I think that's fair, I think that's fair. <laughs> um i would give it myself i would give it like two and a half severed heads with with the little asterisk note of this is a fun fucking movie it really is and like i had a lot of fun watching it but it is a bad movie like <laughs> and I, I i'll have to stand by that like it definitely is just like a bad movie yeah however um in terms of like a movie like if you're if you're looking for like a hey do you want to watch like a scary movie but have fun um i think this movie is perfect for that like this Mm -hmm. movie is definitely a perfect like hanging out with friends having some drinks having some snacks you want to just put something on to just have as background noise i think this movie's fucking amazing Mm -hmm. and then i think that by doing that, you'll end up probably watching more of the movie than you expected to. Yeah, I agree. So I guess if you combined our ratings, it's about like a three, a three point one, <laughs> a three point like, one severed head. Yeah, I think the average. I think the average of our two is probably where this movie probably lies. Probably around like a three ish for like most people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because I think we're both we're both rating it from different scalings too. So like it makes sense. Right. It's this is one of those movies where if if you enjoy like if you're kind of a person who enjoys like either sci specifically like created by sci fi type of movies or like the room or troll 2 and like Mm -hmm. things like that this has a higher i think that this like is probably produced better than those but it's in the same vein as far as 
the storytelling of it. Like if you enjoy yeah. those kinds of movies, I the, I see no reason why you wouldn't like this movie. So yeah, I like my rating is definitely a. It's like I think it's a two and a half movie, but enjoyment level, it's like out of four. Like I I had a, oh a ton of fun yeah. watching the movie. It was so much fun. So this movie is on Shutter. Check it out if you've got. 80 something minutes to spare it's mm-hmm. definitely worth <laughs> it's worth a look at least just yeah. it's yeah start, it is. Like, start the movie and get you know at least let it play for a little bit you will get the gist of what it is like at least even if you just saw the opening of this movie like <laughs> it's worth it get to the ball mm-hmm. twist at least get to the ball twist <laughs> at least yeah you got if you don't make it to the ball scene, you haven't fully started the you movie yet. Really experienced it, yeah. <laughs> and if you don't have Shutter, remember that if you haven't yet gotten on that site, you can get a seven day free trial, which we started off with, but then led us into exploring more of the site. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't checked out Shutter yet, you should. It's a cool website. It's got some great content on there. Yeah, and it's got and some fun stuff like a, you might have missed. Yeah, like this. It's like I was gonna say. It's got just a very broad range of movies. Like this movie is completely different than Random Acts of Violence, and so you can kind of see it. It fits into the all aspects of the horror spectrum. So check it out. We're gonna continue to check out the movies and. Like I said before, this month, we're going to probably continue on our Shutter reviews. So uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed this one, though, a little change of pace. And <laughs> we hope that <laughs> you guys check this movie out and please let us know what you think of it. Um, and also let us know what your favorite lines are in it, because if nothing else, yes. you will find a line that you're like, that shit's funny. Like, yes. that's the one. I, I have... S- I have so many lines written down that we didn't even go mm-hmm. over, but like I would love to hear the homies' favorite lines. Yeah, like I feel I feel like by the time we get through everybody's, we'll have quoted basically the oh whole. Oh my movie. god! Yeah, <laughs> you could just put down the entire movie because there are some good ones in there. Um, but yeah, guys, that is gonna be it for our review of Tammy and the T Rex, or Tanny and the Teenage T Rex, for some reason. <laughs> um. You guys should go ahead and follow us on all of your podcast apps. Go ahead and subscribe to us. That way you can be notified first thing when our new episodes come out every single Monday. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It very much helps us out and we love to hear what you guys think. So please go and rate and review us on there if you have not yet. Also, you can follow us on all of our social media. We are Homies of Horror on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, Message us on there if you have any recommendations or if you want to just talk about all things horror. You can also email us at our email. We are homiesofhorror at gmail.com. But yeah, guys, that is going to be it for us today. We hope that you guys have a great rest of your day and we will be checking you out next time. Catch you later, homies. Bye.